This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And getting ready for the bowl games coming up tomorrow, specifically the Rose Bowl. The Badgers are out in Pasadena, California in the 2019 edition of the Rose Bowl facing off against the Oregon Ducks. And it should be a a good one. I mean, the Badgers, uh, nobody expected them to be here at this point. In time, and the Ducks finished their regular season ranked number nine in the nation in points allowed, number eleven in rushing defense, and we know Jonathan Taylor what he brings to the table. So, some's eventually got to give. We hear now from the voice of the Oregon Ducks, Jerry Allen, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You can get a hold of him at Voice of the Ducks on Twitter. Jerry, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing really well, but I'm ready for a football game. We've been out here, both teams been out here since Christmas Day. It's a long wait. Um, I, I just talked a little bit about the rush defense and then obviously what the Badgers bring to the table. So what kind of a challenge does Jonathan Taylor present to, to this Oregon Ducks defense? Well, the biggest challenge Oregon's faced this year by far. I mean, uh, been against some pretty good backs, but nobody that that has the field vision, uh, the speed, and the power. And then I, I think that offensive line probably doesn't get the credit that it deserves. I know uh, C.J. Burdell is Oregon's running back and approach a half of what Jonathan Taylor has. He's going to get around 1,000 yards this year, and, and it's because of the offensive line. So I think the combination of the O-line, their size, and, and they open a crease, and Jonathan Taylor's gone. You can't arm tackle him. Uh, he's just strong. And so Oregon's going to have to be very patient and very disciplined and not, and not think that they've got him. They've got to keep him in front of him. He, he's a worrisome guy. He really is. So one of the things you mentioned, the offensive front, the Oregon Ducks have a very good offensive front. I mean, that's one of the things that the, the Badgers are going to have to kind of face. Is is there a threat coming out of that Badgers defense that you look at and say, okay, this is one of the things they're specifically going to have to account for? Well, I think Zach Bond is one of those. that you know, I said linebacker, you know, he, he comes – going to play up on the line. you got 12 and a half sacks, 19 and a half tackles for loss. That means you're getting in the backfield and, and disrupting things. And and the other two linebackers, Jack Sanborn and Chris Orr, uh, do pretty much the same thing. So I think, to me, the linebacker core of Wisconsin is the strength of this team. I think the front front three, that three, three-man front, uh, does their job of, of you know occupying offensive linemen. And then Vaughn and Orr and Sanborn take advantage of that. And, and Vaughn is, is one guy that Oregon's really concerned about. One of the things that I thought was interesting going up against Utah, I watched Oregon, that Oregon game. That offense was just amazing. They finished with 432 total yards, 239 of them on the ground. It seems like that offense is peaking at the right time. Do you get that sense? And maybe do you even feel that this wait for the Rose Bowl to get underway, does that cool that offense off? Well, that's a, that's a great question, and that's something that you hope didn't happen. I mean, the only benefit to the time off is that both teams had to go through it and, and re-prepare for a football game. Now, there's a, a benefit to it in that everybody gets a little bit more healthy. Your legs are underneath you now. Guys who had little you know injuries that kept them from being 100% are closer to 100%, and maybe some guys that weren't available are now available. So I think the time off probably benefited a team like Oregon who is in some kind of a rhythm. Um, more than it hurt them. So I, I think it's a good thing. 
Um, we, we know that uh, this Jack Cohen has been a better quarterback this year, has gotten progressively better this year. Uh, this Talk about the secondary of the Ducks going up against uh, guys like Cephas and the, the weaponry that they have at Wisconsin. Well, Cephas is a little concerning because he's part of the reason that that combo of Cohen to Jonathan Taylor and the offensive line popping holes, and part of the reason the linebackers aren't in place is because Cephas is the guy that, the secondary's got to worry about, so the linebacker's got to help cover. Uh, he, if if Cephas has a big day, then Taylor's going to have a big day, and Oregon's in big trouble. So that combination is something Oregon worries about. But the Ducks have been really good in the back end. They really have. Uh, Brady Breeze is, is a junior safety who just has sort of come into his own. Kind of a, a, a wild player. He just loves to hit. Uh, he's got great speed and great anticipation. He's got three fumble recoveries, one for a touchdown and an interception. And uh, the other guy's Thomas Graham Jr. Uh, he is a junior, and he just has a nose for the ball, along with Javon Holland, who leads Oregon in interception. So the back end is probably among Oregon's strength, although lately, or in the last part of the season, Jordan Scott, Kayvon Thibodeau, who is the freshman of the year in the Pac-12, uh, and Austin Folley, who seem to rise up and, and, and do a better job, I think, in disrupting offensive lines and giving those guys in the back end a chance to make plays. Paul Christ said that his players, he believes, can maintain the balance between enjoying the activities before the game, including the visit to Disneyland and such, and then still you know, get to the Rose Bowl, the, the beef dinner and such, uh, where they can then still make this a business trip. Cristobal has said this is a business trip. Um, have, have you seen the ability for this team to kind of enjoy themselves, or has the focus been this is business? You know, it's, it's never, uh, never let far away from their minds that this is a business trip. Uh, Mario Cristobal is very, very disciplined uh, and is always living on the edge of perfection. And he wants his staff to be like that, and he expects his team to be like that. But he also understands, you know, the impact of a bowl game like this, how big it is, and that he's got to let his kids. And, you know, let's be honest, they're kids. Some of them may be 21 or 22 but they're still kids, 17, 18 years old, and they know where they are, and they know the impact of the Rose Bowl game, but they also realize that Disneyland is fun, going to Lowry's for the Beef Bowl, going bowling, going to the beach. Those are all part of the, the atmosphere of the Rose Bowl. He lets them enjoy that, but then when that's done, you better snap your head around and focus on him and his staff because they want it done exactly the same way they've been doing it in practice every day back in Eugene all season long. And he's... He's very good at refocusing them, but yeah, you, you can't not let kids have fun. Talking with Jerry Allen, the voice of the Oregon Ducks. Go to at Voice of the Ducks uh, on Twitter to find him there. So, um, it, give me a couple of keys to this ball game. And when you start to kind of look at both teams, have good offenses. Both teams have solid defenses. Both teams in the top fifteen this year. There's not a lot of flaws. Give me some of the keys of this game. Well, I think when you have two good teams uh, have. Both have good offensive lines. Both have good defense. Not, not, a lot of, not a lot of weaknesses on either side of the ball for either team. I think it's going to be a little bit of strength on strength. Um, but I think one key, a huge key, and we say this, I think, every game all, all season long, is the team that can control their mistakes is going to have a huge advantage. Because when you're playing a good football team, if you make a mistake and, and you get a first down and then get a penalty, and now it's, first and 15 or first and 20 or it's second and 20 that that's a mistake that helps the defense if you lay the ball on the carpet and, and turn it over that's a huge mistake that takes away a scoring opportunity and gives it to your your opposition or if you throw a pick 
I think the team that has the least amount of stakes in that ball game will be the team that comes out on top. How much does coaching play into a game like this? I mean, I think uh, football is the game in which coaching and scheme and such probably mean the most. But when you talk about the experience and bowl games and and the big games that these both teams have both played in, how much do you believe coaching comes into this? Well, I think a lot. I, I give coaches a lot of credit. I go to most practices. Uh, I get to some team meetings. And, uh, you know, they're teachers. You know, it, it's like being in a class. And if, if you have a student that's not paying attention, you get his attention, and, and you make sure that he understands what you're saying, and he, he learns what you're saying and, and learns everything in that class. And that's what coaches do. And I think Oregon's coaches, and I think most coaches of the great programs, know their kids. They know who's paying attention. They know who's doing the right thing. And if they're not doing the right thing, they're not playing. Mario Cristobal will not play kids that are not focused and a part of this team. I think all great coaches in the nation are very adept at identifying players that, that, uh, that aren't part of, the, part of the system. So I have a lot of respect for coaches. I think they make a huge difference. There are games where you say, wow, that team or that coach got outcoached by the other side. We've seen games like that. So, yeah, they impacted a great deal. Uh, what would a win mean to the Oregon program? Well, I think, I think it probably means as much to the Pac-12 or would mean as much to the Pac-12 as it would to Oregon. I mean, to win the Rose Bowl is for the Pac-12, that's the granddaddy of them all. I mean, you'd like to be in the national championship game, but this is, this is a big game. And, and the Pac-12 hasn't fared well. And the perception of the Pac-12 with the rest of the nation is – is well-deserved. It's not a very good conference a lot of the time. So if you're going to win a bowl game like this against a team like Wisconsin, you made a statement for the Pac-12, and I think that's as important going forward to next year and the perception of what the Pac-12 might be uh, as it is for Oregon to win the game. Jerry, always appreciate the time. Uh, good luck. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes, okay? I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Jerry Allen, the voice of the Oregon Ducks. You can find him on Twitter, at Voice of the Ducks. At Voice of the Ducks. You can track him there, watch him there, as uh, the Oregon Ducks getting ready to uh, getting ready to go head-to-head with the Wisconsin Badgers coming up tomorrow out in Pasadena, California. It is the Rose Bowl getting underway tomorrow evening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.